You should know I don't like being in charge. And with that, we're starting our episode. Hello and welcome to Dinks with Kinks. Uh, we are back. Uh, before we get into this episode and introducing people, I do want to remind people to follow us on uh, social media. Uh, we got the Instagram uh, at Dinks with Kinks. We got the Twitter at Dinks with Kinks. And as always, check out our merch. Links are down below. And uh, check out uh, our Patreon. Help support this awesome podcast. All right. Without further ado, I'm your host, uh, John Dondero. And with me, as always, the very uh, goofy Mr. Shep. Good evening. And uh, the very sensuous Miss Rebecca. Hello. <laughs> How are y'all doing this week? Pretty good. Uh, are y'all uh, ready to uh, tackle this very uh, some considered taboo fetish? I am. I'm I, cozy why up is to it, it taboo, I won't tackle though. it. I don't know. A lot of people are like very uh, taken back. If you say you're furry, a lot of people have that immediate like what? Really? And well, here's the thing: is um, uh, furries are not necessarily a sexual fetish. The first thing I want to premise with this episode is uh, furries are typically a lifestyle choice, not a sexual preference. Uh, we will, in fact, be covering a little bit about the life choice and li- the, the pre- life preference, but we're, for the most part, covering the fetish p- portion of that. So, all right, you two. Uh, have you guys ever experienced this? Is this something that you know you do every day? <laughs> no, and you- I, I'm just no. I have not experienced it, and um, it's hard enough for me to put clothes on. So trying to put on a fursuit would probably be a little bit difficult for me. <laughs> That's why I, I giggled at that because I'm like trying to keep clothes on is, is difficult. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you, Mister Ship? No first-hand experience. Okay. I actually uh, do know some furries. Uh, I don't think I know anybody who's uh, sexual fetish is furries. I know some lifestyle uh, people who are furries. I've met them at conventions. I know the furries, yes. Got a few furry friends as well. I, I do have my furry friends, and I love my furry friends. They are awesome. I usually, usually there's always a panel at the conventions where I'll have two furries on either side of me sitting like, you know... The villain at the end of, like, you know, the, right before the boss fight, and I have my two furries. Right? They're two giant animals, and I'm just stroking the backs of their heads. Uh, but I've never actually done anything what are sexual. are stroking, John? <laughs> the back of their head. Because oh. furries are essentially uh, becoming a... Why is furries? Can't they have, like, multiple furry heads, I guess? They can. So um, what shadowy stroking here? Yeah. For science, one that's appropriate to do in public. I mean, you can do. Are you if you're in Europe? Most things in public just don't get caught. I, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, one, one. Uh, let's, let's just say I was being a good little boy, a good boy. Ah, uh, uh, so good, good boy. Were you, were you a good boy? Were you a good boy? Uh, I'm always a good oh, boy. No. <laughs> um. So, but have you guys heard of the sexual fetish of furryism? Yeah. Yes. 
All right. So so we're we're all kind of like, you know, we're aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually a lot of people hair are aware raising, of it. But yes, we've heard of it. There it is. It starts. It starts. The ponds. The ponds have started. Uh, well, I don't want to chuck a hairball into your uh, pun battle, but yeah, no, it's happening. Um, this is actually, uh, there is a term for uh, sexual fetish uh, with furries. It's called yiffing, sexual intercourse with uh, sexual activity or sexual material with furries. It's called yiff, Y-I-F-F. Yiff, 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 yiff. Is that like yippee? Yip, yip. Nope. It's like yiff. Um, I don't know where it came from, but that's usually typically what uh, people use to refer to the sexual nature of furries. Of course, uh, people who don't know what furries are, I guess the best and plainest uh, to explain to your average layman would be like a mascot. Like those old terms of I don't know where you've been, but I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, I mean, think about, uh, and I'm, I'm just really just trying to put this in. I don't want to dis, you know, disrespect any type of furries, but if you imagine people who dress up in the mascot costumes of animals, they're typically role-playing as a humanoid animal. And that is kind of their lifestyle where they'll don uh, what they call fursuits. And sometimes it's literally uh, what's called a full fursuit or a partial. I find this fascinating. Instead of a, let's see. Some of them are really beautiful. Some of the fursuits I've seen are really beautiful. Like, I'm like, you know what? I could get on board with that. (laughs) I saw a fully functioning wolf head. It was an animatronic wolf head, and it would react to remote control that they could program, depending on how they held their jaw and whatnot. And I was just blown away at the amount of work they put into it uh, to make this very realistic wolf head. And I was just like, that is the coolest thing I think I've ever seen, ever. And Tintin would bang. Yep, yep. Tintin. Uh, bang, bang. And... Uh, Fun fact, when compared with the general population of like, uh, you know, like people who are not furries, uh, homosexuality and bisexuality are actually overrepresented. More people uh, think of uh, multiple sexualities like either bisexual or uh, same sex personalities when it becomes to yiffing. Um, it's overrepresented and that's not always the case. So when because, you're a furry, you're just trisexual. You're furry, you want to try all the sexual. I mean, not necessarily. A lot of people are very, like, you know, they're heterosexual. They're, um, so this usually delves very deep into uh, the transformation fetish, which we covered in a previous episode. Yes. Typically, when I was doing research for this, a lot of the imagery I found were people turning from human, growing fur, werewolf style. Into furries. Are you um, a teen wolf too? A little bit. <laughs> I watched a um, documentary on YouTube about furries, but it was the lifestyle furries and not the fetish furries. 
Um, I've actually, I again, more on the research, there was a couple in England who had the fursuit that did have the exposed parts that it, it is there. I found that like just the construction of it, just the whole thought and process, like it's a, it's a whole like commitment, even if it is just a fetish, like it's like a commitment. Like, and some of these suits are beautiful. Like this is not one you just like, yeah, you can go to the dollar store and pick up some pantyhose. Like this takes like, time and effort and it's like an identity and it's time effort or money no it's so fascinating and pretty cool i mean i just this is one of those ones that's just like fun and cool but wouldn't um wouldn't inevitably the lifestyle kind of encompass the fetish not necessarily not necessarily uh with this lifestyle uh some people are very very strict and they keep it playful it's more of a childlike wonderment and they absolutely do not want to mix sexual activity with it so in in the furry community you will find people who one either full full lifestyle into it completely both outside the bedroom and inside the bedroom and then you have some people who like very much want to keep it outside of the bedroom it is yeah this is who i am as my outward appearance, not who I am in my sexual preference, which is okay. I, I think that's absolutely fine. <laughs> I, and some people are the opposite. Some people only keep it in the bedroom. But I can also see that as like, it's like the sub dom thing. Like I am not one outside of the bedroom. Like it's don't, don't sit here and try to boss me around anywhere when we're not in a play. Like that ain't, not gonna happen but you know i i could totally understand that like my bedroom life is very different than my public life and i get that i know i've been i've been in a meeting with you you are definitely <laughs> uh you were definitely not one to uh, be told what to do you're like no listen this is how it's happening but i respect that i respect the hell out of that you found it hot mm. you found it hot it was hot oh i was into it and yes um, the fetish itself can embroil a lot of other fetishes as well, like the the pegging for males. You know, transformation can be gender transformation as well, not just physical. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this is this is one of the things where you define who your character is. It is you defining that character. So you may change gender. I happen to know furries who are a female on the inside, like they are played by a female person, uh, and they're not trans by any such means, but their character, their fur character is male, and vice versa. Um, and so it, it is really fascinating, and like with our podcast, we're not going to be able to get into the full definition of like what the fur lifestyle is. I highly recommend you look it up because it is really cool. And it is not the mascot fetish. That is a whole different thing. And I, I know I kind of did the layman's term explanation. But if you come to a fur and you'd be like, oh, so you like to have sex with mascots? You're probably going to get some dirty looks. Because that is a whole, wholly different experience. But what if we like the wanna, dirty looks? Not those kind of dirty looks. Like the you re-bastard oh. dirty looks. 
okay. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> so like saying, oh, so, you know, you like women. Do you like uh, cardboard cutouts of women? That kind of deal. It's so like, don't, don't generally assume. Um, it's different. I mean, I could nuzzle up some cardboard some days. I mean, it's also to be noted, it is very different from zoophilia, which is sex with animals. Mm. Um, this is definitely not somebody who is into zoophilia. I mean, like I said, of course, with any fetish, yes, there are people who have zoophilia fetishes and furry fetishes. But these are two, what we're talking about today are two very, very different things. Yeah, zoophilia is sex with actual animals. Yiffing is sex with other humans and fur personas. Or fursonas. I know that. Fursonas. Fursonas. That's one I do know. (laughs) Also. I I don't know. I, I love how it allows whether it be the lifestyle or the fetish that it allows that type of freedom when you are pretending and you are imagining being something else and that it, it gives you a sense of, of freedom. Sort of like the transformation fetish, like you are no longer yourself, you're something else. And that's, I can understand why that would be so appealing and such a turn on is you don't have to be you for a little bit. <laughs> You can be someone entirely, someone of your own creation. Mm-hmm. Another thing that this also gets confused with is plushophilia. You guys know what plushophilia is? No. Sexual attraction to plush toys, mm-hmm. uh, which is very common, uh, especially in uh, the waffle department, uh, commonly referred to as uh, like body pillows. Uh, sexual toys, uh, My Little Pony, stuff like that. Uh, my they, little they, boner. My Little Boner. Oh my God. The, f- the magic of erections. Um, <laughs> and not just on the erector sets. Mm. Oh. But, you know, you typically, less than 1% of people uh, who are into yiffing and the furry um, fetishism are also into plushophilia. So, uh, again, telling somebody with a furry fetish that it's probably going to get you, you know, not talked to, dirty looked, and uh, possibly slapped. Because if someone accused me of wanting to fuck a horse, I'm going to be real mad. Yeah. So, and so I think a lot of a lot of this episode, we need to talk about, like, those differences. So this okay. This is a totally different world. And, well, we have so far. We've done a really good job about that, of separating it from zoophilia, the attraction to animals, and plushophilia, the attraction to uh, stuffed toys that can also be furry. I think the issue I have, after doing a lot of the research and watching the videos, and I personally don't know any furries. Um, actually, a couple of my favorite YouTube uh, influencers are actually furries. I, I thoroughly enjoy their personality. And... Um, so I don't like the generalization of it. And I, I know that that we 
like it's just somebody they don't understand it and I, I honestly didn't understand it until I started doing the research that there's a difference in why they do it and I didn't understand and I don't I just I don't I don't like the fact that it's like oh I'm a furry and then all of a sudden you think that they're homosexual and into animals and all of that stuff and I think that that's incredibly unfair and the world just wants to trap them away in a zoo no, I don't think anybody wants that, but it no, it's it is definitely a, a very mysterious fetish because people don't give it the time of day. It's very easy to just generalize mm-hmm. and to just rope it in with other people. It's like someone saying, and this is how I put it in my books, I have a pantyhose fetish. Not a stockings fetish. Like, I don't have a nylon fetish. Even though I enjoy nylons, it's very knit, niche. That's the word I'm looking for. Very niche. And it's its own subculture mm-hmm. in itself. And I think that's the number one thing. Uh, most people who are furries uh, truly despise telling people about opening up about it because, yeah, it's so easy to generalize. Without any knowledge, without going into it, because if you, you know, if I were to come to somebody and say just outright, hey, I'm a furry, your first thoughts are going to be like, you want to fuck animals or you want to fuck mascots or you want to fuck toys. And that's not untrue at all. This is a whole different world. Yes. Is it a whole new world? Whole new. And that's With all you fox can tails and cat ears for me. I regret everything. <laughs> uh, you brought that on yourself. We get copyrighted now. <laughs> yeah, copyright strike. Boom. boom. Yeah. It's okay. I changed the lyrics. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, and also, most people assume all furries are male. And that's absolutely not the case. This is not... Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It is very much a male-heavy uh, Fetish, but I of the furries I know, I actually know equal part male and equal part female. Who are into and not because of their partner. I almost wonder if another maybe fetish would kind of segue into this one, like um, people that would have a uh, a fetish for all the velvety or furry sensations under their hands, stuff like that. I don't know. That could be kind of that gateway allure. It, it's real sad when I, I, I couldn't tell you from experience with somebody, like speaking with somebody, because everybody I know who is in the furry culture, it's not a sexual, or at least they weren't comfortable telling me about their sexual sides. And like I said, I'm not one of those people who are going to pry. I want to know. I always want to know. But I believe everyone, you know, everyone's level of privacy is all about, you know, I'm very consenting when it comes to people's privacy and, I understand people not, you know, wanting to explain how they like stuff shoved into them or uh, things uh, of theirs shoved into other things. So I fully understand not wanting to open up and tell me about their sexual fetishes and fantasies. Maybe with this podcast now, I'll get to know more fun stuff. And I'll go, (laughs) so how does that make you feel? It always makes you feel good. Damn straight. y'all. Um, there is a lot of artwork. This is a very artwork heavy industry. 
when it comes to porno- uh, pornograph- um, pornographic material, a lot of it is cartoon-based. I know, I couldn't get porn out of my mouth. <laughs> it's never out I of mean, my mind. Just can't come out of my mouth. Once, yeah, once <laughs> it's in there, you know. Just uh, over the see ride. that, though? It's like transformation. We were talking about, like, the transformation back. I mean, that this all sort of ties together. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. The ano- anima- anamorphic, is that what it's called? Anamorphic? Anamorphic. Anamorphic. An- anamorphism, yes. <laughs> I mean, um, some of those drawings, I'm... I've seen some of them. I mean, yeah, that they're hot. <laughs> Real honest. Some of those drawings, I'm like, yeah, okay. Hi, kitty. <laughs> I had, oh, yeah. had scratched behind those ears. I have right? thoroughly enjoyed every web search I've had for this fetish because a lot of it mixes with other fetishes. Uh, I, when doing research for both stuck fetish, quicksand fetish, uh, bondage, I have found furry pornography so you know this is one of those things it transcends all fetishes it is like what i call a base fetish is that okay so like a base fetish would be i start with furry and then i go out to my other fetishes it's like suit of armor almost like you have furry fetish then i like uh pantyhose on top of my fursuit then I like to be stuck in glue while wearing boots while being tied up. And don't worry, listeners. The furry porn isn't a type of porn to give you hairy palms if you jack off too much. It's just the concept. It's fake news. You no don't worries. get hairy palms with masturbation. No, yeah, no fears. Not, I, unless, not unless you're a hair puller. Oh, there's that. Um, I, in, again, my extensive research, I was listening to a furry discuss how he discovered how he was into furries and he was um he found somebody had had a picture as their profile picture of like a sexy bunny like an anamorphic bunny and he's like i i found myself like i i I thought the picture was interesting and then he's like i flipped through more of those pictures and it's like oh well maybe that's what i'm into and that's what he he's like he started going down the pardon the pun the rabbit hole, rabbit hole. And there it was. <laughs> he was like and there it was it's like I, I that's what i knew and he tried he said he tried for a long time to not be a like not be one and and just he's like i because society says that you're not to and he's like and then at just some point i decided i would rather be happy than be unhappy and so he went down the rabbit hole <laughs> this is one of those fetishes that I and oh I'm always very Peter Cottontail. Yeah, could be. <laughs> uh, this is one of those fetishes where, like, a lot of times where you can say, "Well, this is a media-driven fetish," or "This is a uh, social development fetish." I'm I'm really on the fence about because I I think uh, with like a media-driven fetish, you see things like uh, what was that one movie Zootopia. Humanoid animals. I saw a lot of that artwork when uh, searching for your porn. But you also have like uh, self, you know, self-esteem issues growing up, wanting to be somebody else, wanting to kind of revert to like a safe place when you're in that developmental stage. So I can't, you know, my personal opinion, of course, these are always personal opinions, like narrow down. Is this a media driven fetish? Because you see like cartoons, you're like, 
in that developmental stage of, you know, connecting the sexual wires, as it were? Or was this a fetish that developed because uh, self-esteem issues based on like and wanting to transform to be somebody else, somebody different? It's, it's one of those things that's up in the air. Could be either or. Could be both. So. I personally, again, my opinion, um, I feel like it, it, it would have to be the mm. appeal of being somebody else. I mean, I can see that appeal. That would be, if I were to ever dabble in it, that would be the whole reason, is I could be outlandish and do fun things and be somebody else that I am not normally, you know? Or maybe it's an expression of who they are really deep down that they don't feel brave enough to express. And never forget, always express yourself. Yeah. Some people, some people want to hide who they are and like, you know, they're very shy and this is, this gives them something to hide behind because, uh, the furries I have known are incredibly shy people like in their, uh, personal lives. And they're, they're very, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, introverted, but their furry personas are extroverted. Because they have the freedom to not be themselves. They're hiding behind almost a mask, as it were. So, And I really dig that. Any any way that lets you be that person, I think, is brilliant. So I, I've never judged someone being furry because they want to be extroverts. And this gives them that safety, that comfort to become extroverted. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. <laughs> My desk is so <laughs> Your 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 microphone just slowly started <laughs> raising. It's like, because my lock button wasn't on. I thought it was because of your voice and your desk couldn't hold it any longer. So it got no, excited. I set my drink down and I forgot the lock. Sorry. All right, talk about right. some first world problems right there. I mean, yeah. She was rubbing right. on her desk and everything rose. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so now we have come to the stage of the woodja. Uh, we have this new segment that we it. do. Oh, I will. We have this new segment that we do called the Would You Will, uh, where we have guests on and spin. So we release videos usually on a Saturday when we have them. They're not consistent. Uh, we're working on making them a little more consistent. But for this episode, I want to know uh, if given the circumstances, would you participate in said fetish? And at what level of degree? Like, would you both, would you be down for your partner dressing up or you dressing up or both people dressing up? Full like, over me, the top, baby. Mm. I think I would try, I would either or, either oh. or and. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I couldn't handle it because I'm a, I'm a walking furnace, so therefore I can never wear a furry outfit. Oh, you I would die. Of the- I would die as soon as I stepped into it. You don't know of the temperate um, temperature controlled suits? Oh my god, those things are awesome. <laughs> They're p- walking AC units. Well, then I want those in the summer just because of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, because I, there are a lot of people I know. Yeah. So both of you guys are on board, full on. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm right there with you. I think this, this sounds is one where we all fun. are like, yeah. Whatever you got, bring it. I think this is one of the few yeah. ones we're all like all in. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I, mean, I'm, I I'm, do I'm, enjoy petting a pretty kitty. I mean, so I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, now I need to know what animal would be your first uh, fursona. So think on that for a little bit. I'm going to say right now, or I would probably we could believe, say what you could guys what um, maybe persona the other people would be instead. I want to know, but you know, honestly, I want to know both. <laughs> I want to know what persona you would probably most be attracted to, and what persona would you create for yourself? Personally, me, I would go fox because I love <gasps> me foxes. <too. laughs> foxes are cunning. They're smart. They're clever. Uh, Everything that I wish I were. Um, that or a wolf. And so, I think that or a wolf. See, I think I would be attracted to a wolf. Like that would be I mean, because it's an apex. It's an apex predator, and if you can get an apex predator to submit, that is a badge of honor to wear. If a sly fox can get a wolf to submit, hands down, that's where I love it. But that's just who I am. I'm a dom who likes brats and likes the challenge. So I would be a fox uh, dominating a apex predator of a wolf. I'd be a fox or a wolf, I think. And what would you like? What would you prefer your animal partner? Probably a wolf. So you want some wolf on wolf action or wolf on fox action? Yeah. We're in the same boat. You know, we can make this work. Oh. I can sew. I can sew. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my, indeed. Ow, ow, ow. That was rather fierce and animalistic. Hmm. I I know. I'm I'm a little taken aback. What? (laughs) Well, listen, I'm telling you. Sly and cunning. Everything I'm... what about you? Hmm. Well, nothing's as sinister as a... Wolf and Shepherd's clothing. <gasps> That's oh, hot. I'm into that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Would you want your partner dressed as a sheep? <laughs> Nay. How would how you... would you prefer your partner? Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, that's a how yeah. <laughs> what is the other person? Hmm. Hard to say, because I haven't thought of those concepts. Like, okay, what kind of animal would attract me most? In a furry ah, sense. See, but I you had to know we were going to go here. It's me. It's this podcast. <laughs> we're putting ourselves in the shoes. I didn't know it was going to go all, all, all the way to the bottom of the rabbit hole. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I could go for multiple um, feline, wolf. I mean... Because, I mean, sometimes, for for me, it's like a, you know, it's always been the face. So, for, I guess, furries, it'd always be like the face and the coats, as it were, the patterns and stuff. You have to be pretty. (laughs) Everyone has their own different pretty. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) That is very, very true. All right, guys. Well, now it's that time of the night where we're going to spin the wheel. Spin the wheel of kinks. See what we're talking about next week. Um, My foot is still not on it, by the way. Won't put your foot on there. We're also adding belly buttons. Oh. It's a whole different world. 
Oh, speaking of transformation uh, and things being topsy-turvy. Minty uh, linty, yes. Do you guys ever ever want to uh, know why the chicken crossed the road? No, because I ate him. Well, we're not going to find why he crossed the road, but we are going to find out why he cross-dressed. Next week, we're talking <laughs> about cross-dressing. Uh, yeah. This is a fetish I know very familiar with because I do enjoy cross-dressing. It's fun. It's, so, cross-dressing it's, chicken, would that be like a turkey or a fowl? I don't know. It's turducken. A turducken? No. It'd be a rooster, you know? Okay, so a rooster dressing turducken? up like a hen. I feel like this joke has gone a little far. It is. We, we really, it got we, hit we, by we the went, car. We got hit by the car crossing that street. But no, yeah. uh, we are talking about cross-dressing and not, uh, we will not be covering uh Phobia of transgendered. This is entirely different. These are people who are comfortable in their sexuality, but dressing in clothes of the opposite sex. Uh, I do not condone fetishism of transsexualities because I don't believe uh, that should be fetishized. It's a, it's, you know, not necessarily a choice. But cross-dressing, uh, dressing in the opposite sex clothing, opposite of your preferred identifying sex. That's what cross-dressing is. And we're going to talk about that next week. I'm excited. I know I have a brain full of cross-dressing knowledge. Uh, and I look gorgeous in a pair of red pumps. Just throwing that out there. I got legs for days. Do you look as good as My. me? Uh, well, I mean, that's like saying, uh, can the moon look as good as the sun? The moon is still really good looking, but you're never going to beat that sun. Ah. <laughs> oh. So until next week. <laughs> Who's the moon? <laughs> oh, I'm the moon. Okay, You're the sun. I was just making sure we were clarifying. And I'll be the stars of that above. that you don't know of. I people wish on ship. The they do. They do. So you grant all right. Is that what you do? A little bit. A little yeah. bit. I do. All right, guys. Remember to follow us on social media at Dinks with Kinks on both Instagram and Twitter. And please check out our Patreon for early access to episodes, bonus videos, uh, bonus picture content of uh, the lovely um, staff, everyone here, the cast. We all do things right now. There's some very lovely photos of Miss Rebecca's uh, very sexy feet on there. Uh, check it out. Help support this podcast. Check out our merch. We have awesome, sexy merch. Check it out uh, one time, won't you? Oh, yeah. Just give it a, just give it a clickety-do. You know, explore, explore the world of kinks with us dinks. I'm your host, uh, John Dondero, and uh, saying goodnight with me is uh, Mr. Shep. Good evening. And Miss Rebecca. Good evening. We will see you folks mm. next week. Bye. Bye. Till then. <laughs>